My name is April Hansen Spivey. I'm the associate editor of the Arkansas Catholic Newspaper, the official publication of the Diocese of Little Rock, and host of the Arkansas Catholic Ask podcast. The following is a conversation I had on October 6, 2021, with the family of 20-year-old Patricia Gordado, who went missing on October 12, 2011, and was found murdered four days later on October 16th. A sophomore at the University of Arkansas at Little Rock, Patty, as she was known by friends and loved ones, parked at a Burger King across from campus on the morning of October 12th and never showed up to her class. Her body was found by two fishermen in a strip mining pit filled with water near the Sweet Home Cemetery in Pulaski County. Ten years later, her murder remains unsolved. The Little Rock Police Department said the case was still actively being investigated, releasing a statement that said in part, while we have several persons of interest, there is more to be done to make sure the evidence supports the investigation. I spoke with her mother, Lenore Garcia, and one of her sisters, Gloria Gordado, about Patty's life and faith in God, as well as her disappearance and murder, and what the family went through. We also discussed what kind of impact the loss has had on their own lives and faith these past 10 years. If you or anyone you know has information about the disappearance and murder of Patty Gordado, please contact the Little Rock Police Department tip line at 501-371-INFO. That's 501-371-4636. Read more about this case in the October 16th edition of Arkansas Catholic by subscribing to the print edition or to the free digital edition at arkansas-catholic.org. Thank you both for for joining me here today. You know, I wanted to first start off by thanking you both for meeting me to remember um, Patricia during, you know, the 10th anniversary of her death and just really to reflect on her impact in your lives and just kind of everyone around her. So thank you so much for for talking to me about her. Thank you. Um, and if you can both introduce yourselves, that would be great for our listeners. Okay, um, I'm Gloria Gordado. Um, I'm Patty's little sister. Um, I'm 21 years old, and I was 11 when she passed away. Mm-hmm. And. Oh. And you're um, her mother. Um, I'm the mother. Mm-hmm. But uh, Leonora Garcia. Absolutely. And um, if you want to speak Spanish, that's totally fine. So we're good. (laughs) And Gloria is here to translate, so that'll be wonderful. Um, So tell me first off, just in general, you know, how hard is the month of October for you both? Um, Well, it's always just like just the first of October. You already know, you know, it's it's really hard. considering it was so many days so it's not just like oh one day the anniversary you know we remember the day she went missing you know the 12th the 16th when they found her we remember the 21st which is the day of her funeral so and then just the weather's kind of sad too you know the weather changes and you feel like just everything kind of coming at once so yeah. it's always really hard absolutely and how how tough is this month for you Todos los días es muy duro para mí despertar y no tener a mi hija, pero se acerca octubre y es es peor para mí recordar que ya son 10 años que me quitaron a mi hija. 
it's hard every day, you know, waking up knowing, you know, I don't, my daughter's not here anymore. Um, but this month is extra hard because, you know, well, this year specifically also, you know, it's such a big anniversary, you know, 10 years, yeah. a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I do want to talk a little bit about Patty first, kind of the, just about her. So tell me, you know, was she quiet? Was she loud? What was her personality like? she was ever since she was little she was just such a good girl you know she loved she was smart she loved going to church she loved helping out um she was always really responsible you know she liked going to school she loved going to work she loved her job you know she had friends and family friends family friends trusted her you know she was always really quick to help anyone like oh I'll help you translate you know I'll do this you know, she was very just open to help anyone and mm-hmm. she and she didn't have problems with people you know we we knew her she was open with my mom she, they had a good relationship you know they never she never said like oh I have problems with someone or someone's you know doesn't like me you know we never really heard of people really disliking her everyone just she would talk to people you know everyone she was just nice, you know, people would, well, I remember people would go up to my mom and be like, oh, I saw, I saw Patty at the store and, you know, they're like, oh, she's so nice, you know, she, she's not, like, embarrassed, she would, she'll be with her friends and she's not embarrassed to come up and say hi, you know, she's, she was always just really nice. And y'all grew up attending uh, St. Edward mm-hmm. in Little Rock then, so what was, kind of tell me about her faith, what was her faith life, her, her like, her spirituality? Um, well, we always grew up going to church, you know, we, all of us, we always went to church together, you know, we'd wake up Sunday, we knew, well, we're going to church, she, she was, she, you know, she liked going to church, you know, some people, you know, once you get to an age, like, oh, like, I don't want to go, you know, she always wanted to go, you know, I think we were, we were younger, you know, we were little, I was 11, my sisters were nine, so we'd sometimes be like, oh, we don't and like extra stuff at church, you know, the 12th for our lady of Guadalupe, she, she wouldn't complain about, you know, it's at five o'clock in the morning. She'd go, she loved going. She liked going to, she lived through search. She mm-hmm. she wanted to go back and serve um, at search too. Yeah. Altar server, you know, everything yeah. kind of that you do at church, you know. And um, the people at church at St. Edward specifically remember her so vividly because before she went missing, you know, um, like about a week before she went missing, she was volunteering at Oktoberfest. So St. Edward's Oktoberfest for school was about a week before, and she was there all weekend. I was like, what other 
20 year old is going to be at church all weekend <laughs> helping selling food you know volunteering yeah so obviously it sounds like her faith was just so important and just really a part of her life not just you know something that she did you know every sunday but something that was just kind of ingrained in her it sounds like well and she was first generation right because your family's from mexico yes okay is that um did she uh how was that for her being, you know, first generation American? Yo fui como es para ella, como fue para ella ser primera generación así, Blasco y todo eso. Bien, nunca, nunca batalló ella porque se le dio siempre la escuela y fue muy inteligente desde chiquita. It wasn't very difficult for her, you know, she, um, she was, I mean, she was smart, she always had that going for her um they she didn't get have the privilege of getting to go you know to catholic school she went to public school so when she got to college it was a little a little harder you know because she didn't have like an an extra little push that she had she didn't and especially not knowing what to do you know she was um really excited she'd always say like oh like i'm gonna she would take summer classes she was so determined to finish to be that first generation um yeah, she was doing summer classes. She was um, scheduled to graduate a year early. So she was really determined. Um, that's what kind of just affects me and my sister so much. You know, we were supposed to have that, that guidance that like a big sister gives you. And we, we didn't yeah. have that anymore. Tell me a little bit about your relationship with her, you know, being young, you know, 20, 11, that's a pretty big age gap. And you said your sisters were nine. Yeah. And so kind of tell me about your relationship. What do you remember most about her and things that you did together? Um, well, that age gap is, I mean, you know, pretty big. So, I mean, I'll admit we were really annoying. I mean, <laughs> we would get on her nerves. You know, I, I was obsessed with her. You know, I'd, I'd sneak into her room, just steal her makeup, you know play with her I'd want to wear her clothes I'd want to do wear her makeup because she was just like this like just beautiful person to me you know I wanted to be just like her yeah um she was just so nice you know it's hard when me not being a big sister you know I try and like I my sister you know I try to be like the best big sister that they can have and it's just hard like being the best for them and me not having one anymore. They, I mean, well, it hurts them, you know, it hurts them a lot too because they were so young, but they have me and I don't yeah. have anyone. Yeah. Um, she would take me to, you know, my mom worked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so she'd take me to, you know, volleyball games. She was like a second mom, really. Yeah, yeah she'd take me to my volleyball games. She'd give me rides, you know, she didn't ever complain either yeah she's like oh let's go eat you know she she didn't complain oh i have to take my annoying sisters you know (laughs) she was always like okay let's go you can come with me it's okay yeah was she one to say i love you a lot i know some people don't but was she kind of did she say i love you a lot yeah, well, us would be like, you know, just kind of a playful, like, banter, like, oh, like, 
oh like I love you like ugly or something like that you know like it's like I love you <laughs> like but then throw like, something else that's in sister that's yeah, you know, that's that's yeah. yeah. the little fist. banter that we had you know she'd always be like oh like you're so ugly <laughs> yeah just like a little yeah joke but her and my mom they they did have a really good relationship you know every was there anything special that you two would say to one another I mean does it did you say I love you every day or talk every day or how did that Um, she always basically she just praised her a lot you know giving her that she just thanked her a lot you know like telling her she looked up to her that she was very proud of her you know so many things that she had gone through just to give her her education that my mom was paying my mom was paying for her school so she'd always just say thank you you know like telling her she's gonna do this for her like well, everything she was doing was was for her because she thanked her so much and she just looked up to her for being such a good mom and you know giving all of us you know everything that she could and I know that you know she was a student at UALR what year was she her second year second year and she was going to graduate early mm -hmm. then the following year then um was she did she live at home mm -hmm. at the time well and did she what was she studying international business so what was kind of her dream? What did she want to do with that? She um, just really dreamed of just you know, finishing and getting to work, you know, she always told my mom, like, oh, I'm going to finish early, you know, we're going to start going on, like, trips, you know, we're going to, like, she's like, oh, I'm going to be making money now, you know, we're going to be able to do so many things, and she worked at, um, Metropolitan at the time, so Simmons, basically. Yeah, as she a worked, bank teller? Yeah, she was a bank teller, and she was always just good at math, you know, she had that, she was just so good at math all the time since she was younger, and, um, so she was doing a good job as a teller, and her manager had actually mentioned like, oh, like, you know, her her major had to do with, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and he had told her like, oh, look, once you graduate, like, I'll help you out, you know, we'll get you a job settled, you know, even there, you know, with that, with Metropolitan. Yeah, her manager was really proud of her, just how she was, you know, she went to school at Euler, she lived all the way out here, um, right. and then she would So in to, Alexander, that's her... No, well, we lived, we lived, like, towards, like, behind Otter Creek at the time. Oh, okay. So she'd wake up, you know, she had 8 a.m. to go to school, right after school. Sometimes she, she wouldn't even have... Yeah, where she was placed at the bank was actually all the way north of the bank on McCain. Oh, wow. So she was home, school, straight to work. And then after work, she worked an extra job, which is babysitting my cousin's kids wow. so she'd get out of uh, the bank at six o'clock and go right back to work to babysit so she was really hard working at, around that time yeah. yeah but she was really happy with it yeah 
sound like she liked to be busy, you know, yes. or just really driven. Yeah. Did she have any hobbies or anything? Um, obviously, besides working. <laughs> yeah, she loved to go dance. You know, she loved to dance. She had her friends. They, she just liked to have fun. I mean, she liked having, like, going out with her friends, you know, going to eat, going to dance, you know. Yeah. She had plans, um, that weekend, you know, um, it was a Wednesday, I think, when she went missing. She had plans that so, weekend, she, that Saturday, her and her friends were going to go to Dallas. So they were going to go um, have a good weekend. Well, did she have a favorite type of music to dance to, or just in general? It's like regional Mexican music. She yeah. really liked it. <laughs> yeah, all that. She really liked it. And I want to clarify, she was, was she born in the United States mm-hmm. or born in, oh, okay, yeah, so she was definitely here in Little Rock. Yeah, in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and she is your first daughter, firstborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you remember about, you know, when she was born? You know, how, how happy were you to, to have her? I was very happy because I had a so beautiful child. I was very, very me decían mamá y me abrazaba y me besaba mucho. Fue una niña hermosa desde que estaba chiquita. I mean, she was over, you know, overwhelmed with happiness. You know, she was such a cute little baby, such a pretty little kid. So always so nice. Like that's that's kind of what she had. You know, she was just so nice all the time, and she was just so caring. You know, it's that first love. You know, your first your first child. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I want to talk, obviously, about her her disappearance and death. And I know that, you know, I might ask some questions. And if you're not comfortable answering all of those, that's okay. Because I know this is a very emotionally charged topic. Um, So tell me about, you know, the day she went missing, October 12th. What were the thoughts that, October 12th, 2011, what were the thoughts that kind of ran through your mind when you couldn't get in touch with her? Just kind of walk me through what, what happened. Bueno, uh, desde el día 11 yo fui a, estuve con ella en la noche, estuvimos agosto en la casa de mi sobrina y no sé qué tenía yo en mí porque ya era noche y yo quería estar con ella platicando, estaba platicando muy contenta, platicándole que me habían contado, les había ido yo al banco y me había contado una amiga que tengo ahí, que su supervisor estaba tan orgulloso de ella que estaban muy contentos y, y yo le platiqué a ella y estaba contenta ella muy contenta pero yo no sé qué me pasaba a mí que yo no me quería ir de su lado no sé si era fue Dios que quería que estuviera un poquito más con ella platicando yo me quería ir ya era noche y yo quería estar con ella y ella me dijo mamá no te vas a ir le dije sí ahorita vete tú para ti para la casa para que descanses y ella me dijo que no, que ella no estaba cansada, que, que ella me fuera con, las, con sus hermanas. Um, well, she had a feeling since the 11th, you know, the, the night before, because she babysat, you know, leaving the banks so of six o'clock and until sometimes, you know, midnight, you know, really late. Um, and that night, sometimes we'd bring her food, you know, we'd, we'd hang out with her, me and my mom. And that night it was me and her, we were with her. And um, we were just hanging out there with her, like with my uh, my cousin's house. And we usually left kind of early, you know, because I was younger. I had school the next the next morning, and my mom just had this feeling like, oh, I just want to stay and talk, you know, I just want to stay and talk. 
and even Patty told my mom, she was like, hey, like, don't, aren't you gonna go home? You know, it's getting late. And I was like, no, like, it's fine. Like, I'll just, I wanna stay here with you. And she just has this, had this feeling like, well, I just, I just feel like staying today. And we never really stayed that late. And she just thinks like, you know, that, you know, maybe it was like God telling her, you know, like stay with her today, like stay with her right now. And because those were, you know, one of the last moments she was going to, you know, talk to her, have this conversation with her. And she was telling her, just go home, mom, and go, go be with the, with the girls, like go, go home, go be with them. And she was like, no, I'll stay. Like, it's okay. Like I'll stay. And she even told Patty, you know, I'll stay and babysit, you know, I'm not tired. Like I'll stay and babysit. You go home and get some rest. And, and she didn't want to. She's like, no, it's okay. Um, but she just had that feeling that night before. Y el día, y el, esa mañana del día 12, yo me levanté y me pude dejar los ustedes a la escuela. Me llevé su carro, pero yo mi teléfono se había descargado, se me había descargado mi teléfono. Y ya me fui, no le dije a ella que me llevaba su carro, pero ya cuando yo llegué, pa pasé a la tienda a comprar pan y jamón que me faltaba para echarle su lonche. Ya cuando yo llegué, ella estaba esperándome ella en la puerta, de su, salió a encontrarme, me dijo que, que ya iba tarde, que, que ya se le hacía tarde, le dije que se esperara por sus lonches y me dijo que, que no, pues ya no podía esperar, que se le hacía tarde para llegar a su clase y le dije, la miré tan bonita porque iba maquillada, se había arreglado su pelo, acababa, se había bañado, se, esa mañana se le miraba muy hermoso su pelo y le dije que tenía una hija tan hermosa me dijo que, que eso le decía porque porque la quería y salió corriendo ya no esperó su lonche yo me quedé mirándola que se iba por la por el vidrio de la puerta y la vi irse sin saber que jamás la iba a volver a ver en um, Wednesday morning um, you know it was just like a week, the whole day just it just was so weird, you know, for for some of some reason it was just so weird that day. You know, the cars and we had a car, like our family car, just it wouldn't start. You know, one morning we had to go to school. We left before her. Um and the car you know, we had car problems, so my mom took her car to drop us off at school and she didn't know because she was still sleeping and then we came back or my mom got back from dropping us off from school and she, um Patty was already ready. She was she was like, Oh I'm gonna be late, I'm gonna be late and my um so they saw each other like crossing paths she was leaving los rayos de la de una ventana le entraron a su cara y se le miraba hermosísima se miraba porque la luz de la de la ventana le dio en su cara cuando le dije que se miraba tan hermosa yeah and, and since they were crossing paths she was crossing and she was um had showered she'd gotten ready since she had to get ready for the bank job um she didn't have time in between to get ready she would get ready in the morning and she had showered, done her hair, and had her makeup done. She would just look pretty. And my mom said that she walked, saw her walking out. You know, we had a glass with like windows and stuff like that on the doors. And she said that the light just hit that like morning sun just hit her. And she was like, oh, you look so pretty today. And she told her that's one of the last things she said, oh, you look so pretty today. And she was like, oh, like, you know, she was just shy. She was like, oh, you're just saying that because you're my mom. You know, you just, you have to say that. Um, and... Yeah, and the last thing she just said, she was like, oh, you're just saying that because my mom. And she just said, 
well, bye. Like, I'm going to go now. And she got in the car and she went to school. That was the last, last time you saw her. And I know that um, you reported her missing to police that night, I believe. So what, you know, how, what were the thoughts that ran through your mind in terms of, you know, because obviously she's not one to just not contact you. So when you couldn't get in touch with her, I mean, what was, what was the... Ese día yo me fui a trabajar, pero no sé, yo, yo sentía algo que me estaba pasando, que se me estaba platicando yo con una amiga y me sentía yo muy desesperado, sentía, no andaba a gusto trabajando y, pero terminé mi trabajo y me fui. Pensando todo el día andaba yo pensando en ella, pero no sabía, yo no me sentía bien ese día. Me sentía como triste, pero yo no sabía por qué hasta las seis de la tarde que empecé a llamarle, que vi que no me llamó ella, yo le llamé y el teléfono sonaba como que estuviera apagado. Pues ahí fue donde me empecé a desesperar, que no contestaba. Um, well, like I said, you know, that whole day just fell off, or like fell off, felt off for like both of us. Um, she went to work, you know, she, she, she went to work after Patty left, um, and she just felt kind of anxious, you know, just, she wasn't comfortable, she just felt like something was wrong, um, but she had to keep going, you know, we had to keep going with our day. Um, that day, um, so our schedules were, my sister went to a different school, I went to St. Edward, so our schedules were, you know, we went to work, or my mom went to work, she picked me up from school, and my mom picked up my cousin's kids that got, that Patty um, babysat, and then we'd we'd wait for her, and then we'd kind of do like the switch off at six o'clock after she got out of work, and then she'd go babysit. So. Um, so Patty, you would switch with her, you know, kind of meet her around six o'clock. Yeah. And then, okay. Ella siempre llamaba a seis, más tardero seis cinco. And you know, she called six o'clock, like where are we gonna meet? Or sometimes you know, the latest six o five. And that day, you know, it was just so off the whole day, you know. She had this anxious feeling, you know, even I had this anxious feeling all day at school. It was like, a, it was a rainy day, I remember that. It was a rainy day. Um, I had volleyball practice that day, you know, after school. And you know, the whole day was just off. My mom picked me up late and I was like, why is my mom late today? Like, it's just weird, my mom's late today. Um, I remember um, she picked me up with my cousins um, and we were at Chick-fil-A, or Chick-fil-A. Um, and we were waiting for her call and it was six o'clock and my mom was like oh like you know I guess she's gonna get out late today you know sometimes they did get out a little later so I remember my mom saying like oh I guess today they're running late they must have had a really busy day um she's like let's just go ahead and go to the house you know because she had all three of us it was two kids she's like let's just go ahead and go to the house and wait for her there we got to the house you know it was starting to get just just later and later and and she just started calling her like, hey, like, where are you, where are you? And she wasn't picking up, and that's kind of when that worry like really started to like set in. Y empecé a hablarle a sus amigos que sabía con los que se juntaba, a ver si la habían visto. Mis hermanos ahí en la tienda, porque a veces acostumbraba a pasar por allí, a ver si había pasado ese día. Y fue donde empezamos a buscarla porque no contestaba. Yeah, I mean, we got to the house and she called my brother, my older brother, um, and he was like, hey, have you talked to her today? And he was like, no, I haven't talked to her today. And she was like, well, let's try and contact her friends, see who's, who's talked to her today, people no, that she had classes with. 
tu hermano le habló a, tu, a David para preguntarle porque ese día tenían clases juntos y fue cuando ella dijo que no había ido a la escuela. Yeah, he was like, call her friends, call, you know, we had cousins that were her same age that had class with her that morning, that 8 a.m. they had together. He called my cousin that had the class with her and was like, hey, did, did Patty go to school today? And she's like, no, but, but we had a review, you know, it was a review class. I, I thought she didn't go because she was so, com you know, she was comfortable. She didn't need to come to the review. So she was like, no, she didn't come, but it was just a review. Like, she didn't have to go. No estaba bien las cosas que algo le había pasado porque yo no era una persona que faltara a la escuela. Yeah, right when she said she wasn't in class is when we were like, okay, something happened. We called, you know, we, my uncle, he owns a store in North Little Rock and sometimes she'd go on her breaks in between school or in between like her just break from work because, you know, it was down the street from the mall from where she worked at the bank. Um, she'd go see the kids. I had younger cousins. She'd go see them, visit my uncles, my aunts. And we called them like, hey, did she stop by the store today? And they're like, no, we haven't seen her. Um, so now no one that usually sees her had seen her. So we really started, you know, checking the possibilities, you know, calling the police. Like, you know, it was raining that day. She wasn't a big driver. She didn't like driving. Yeah. She drove when she had to. So, you know, we called, checking, you know, maybe, maybe there was a car accident. You know, maybe something, you know, um, like that happened. We, we checked. Yeah, we, we called my brother, he was um, calling the police, like, oh, is there any accidents? Yeah, we were looking for, like, accident reports on her car, um, you know, hospital admissions, like, to see if, like, maybe something like that had happened and nothing was coming up that matched her car description or her description. So we really just started to get really worried and um, nosotros nos vinimos antes de llamarle a la policía del carro, nos vinimos a buscarla porque yo ya no podía yo estaba muy nerviosa y nos vinimos a, al parqueadero de la escuela, ¿te acuerdas? Yeah, and then that we left we, we left the house. Um before, you know, you can you can't report a person for those forty eight hours. So, you know, we had to kind of look for her ourselves for a little bit before reporting her. Um, and so we left the house, we started looking, we're like, okay, well, she was going to school, she said she was going to school, so we went to the UALR parking lot, it was late at night that night, it was already probably, like, las diez, las once. No, porque el reporte se hizo a las nueve, era un poquito más temprano. Oh, then it was around, we did, we did the report, we tried to follow the report around nine o'clock, but we couldn't. So we went to Euler, we checked the school parking lot, her car wasn't there, we knew sometimes she parked at big lots, since the parking lots would get full, we, we checked big lots, we did circles around that whole parking lot, it was me and my mom that night, and we didn't find her, um, and then we were, she was like, wait, she's, some, like, we were about to go home, we were about to give up a little bit that night, and then she was like, wait, sometimes she parks behind Burger King, let's go check there, and we're like, okay, I was like, okay, let's go check there. We checked there, and uh, it was raining. You know, my mom was was really, really worried that night. She was so worried. She really couldn't concentrate. Yeah, she was already, you know, crying. You know, really worried. It was raining, so she drove right past the car. And I was like, I was like, stop, like stop. Um, I was in the passenger seat, and she's like, what? And I was like, that's Patty's car. And she's like, are you sure? Because her car is this burgundy color. So you know, sometimes at night it looks black or it looks purple. You know, it's just those colors that kind of change up on you. So uh, I was like, that's Patty's car. And she was like, how do you know? And, and I 
had memorized her license plate for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I had her license plate memorized, and I was like, no, that's that's her license plate. I know it is. Um, in her car, we found her car that night. Um, she pulled over next to it. We we got down um, in the rain, and we just looked at it. I mean, my mom's instinct was, you know, don't touch it. Don't touch the car. Um, so we just. You know, she kind of looked into it, like put her hands, looked into the car to see if maybe, you know, she was passed out in there or she was just sitting in the car. Um, she wasn't in the car, you know, we called my brother to bring us the key. We had a spare key at home. Um, and we called the police and, and they were really quick to get there. So they did. Once the car was found and was empty, she was not in there. Then they kind of really started to, to get in. Now, did they start investigating at that point? or? Yeah, they started that night because even they thought it was strange. Her car was perfectly parked, you know, it was in. It wasn't like someone just abruptly stopped it. The car was perfectly parked, the car was locked. Um, once they opened it, they asked us what should be in the car, you know, we described. She had, she used this satchel, it was a green satchel, that's what she used as her purse. She had, a, she had a green backpack, you know, she, it was a North Face backpack. So what was supposed to be in the car was her purse, her backpack, her textbooks. None of that was in the car. Um, so it appeared that she was, had been walking to class, yeah. likely, that that's, mm -hmm. so obviously, you know, she was found October 16th, correct? Mm -hmm. So those four days, um, I guess, what, what, how stressful or what was it like for those four days for your family? Um, you know, the days are so hard and so heartbreaking, you know, all those days. Uh, she felt like those four days felt like forever. Um, she had this hope, you know, like we have to keep going, we have to keep going. But, you know, that feeling would just set in sometimes with her, like, you know, like, I, like she just had this feeling, you know, that was bringing her down, like, I just, I guess the low moments that would, her, her brain would just tell her, like, I'm never going to see my daughter again, you know, I'm never going to see her, even though she was trying to keep up this, this faith, this hope that she, you know, like, you know, she was putting up flyers, handing out flyers, you know, trying to contact people, that, more people that could maybe know something, you know, we were trying to do everything, um, and that Sunday, she was actually at church, you know, they found her on 16th of the Sunday. They found her 
um, and she was she just felt that day she was like I just can't go hand out flyers today she was like I can't do it she was like, I just want to go to church she was at St. Edward she just she just had this feeling that yo she estaba pidiendo tanto a Dios ese día que me regresara mi hija en la iglesia estaba llorando le suplicaba a Dios que me ayudara me devolviera mi hija yeah. me la devolvió pero no como yo la quería and she was just praying like please bring me my daughter like bring me my daughter at church that day and I mean she thankfully you know got her daughter back just not the way she she wanted her and when she was just just praying asking like just begging you know bringing my daughter her phone just started ringing and she started getting all these phone calls from the detective um, while she was at church so it was at mass that morning then or that afternoon or what it was like um, 12 o'clock mass so when they told you that she had been found and you were actually at St. Edward he didn't tell her you know he didn't talk to the phone you know she's at church um, he was like, hey, they were, they, the meeting spot was kind of uh, my uncle's store in North Little Rock, um, off of Camp Robinson. That's kind of where everyone was just meeting, you know, kind of going back, you know, to make sure, you know, she ate, you know, everything. It was kind of just like the, kind of like a headquarters, I guess, at the time. And encontraron un cuerpo pero no nos de, no nos dijo que era mi hija fue a la casa trae su cepillo de dientes y su cepillo de pelo y con las pruebas de que tenía que le habían hecho en el banco se las llevaron y nos dijeron que iban ¿no? a decirnos para que fuéramos a reconocer el cuerpo pero nunca fue así ellos ya entregaron las las pruebas um, he called he called her back and like, hey, we need to meet. I need to tell you some stuff. And she's like, okay. She went back. The detective told her that um, the fisher some fishermen had found a body and that he needed to you know do some more tests, but that we didn't know if it was her for sure. Um, he went back to my house. You know, he took her hairbrush, her toothbrush, um, just some extra stuff so he could verify everything. And, um, yeah, he told us, you know, nothing's for sure, you know, he told her nothing's, you know, certain yet, you know, like we can still keep up that hope and but she said that right when he told her, you know, we found a body, you know, she kinda of just felt like Yeah, he just described her as a young woman. Um and, and you know, she kinda of just automatically thought, you know, this is done, you know, we're um, so yeah, that same day they still kept looking. She was like, well, we still have to keep looking, you know. Um, they still put up flyers, you know. Me and my sisters, we, were, we weren't around at that time, you know. Um, we didn't really know anything. We were staying with a family friend. Uh, my sister's godmother is who we were staying with. Mm-hmm. Um, so those four days for us, we didn't really know what was going on. You know, we were just kind of 
so young waiting. and just waiting. Yeah, and it's just hard because you know we didn't have our mom. You know, I I had been with my mom that day, and then we just kind of got separated. We didn't. <laughs> Yeah, so that she felt like we felt it too. You know, she had that feeling that day. She feels like I had that feeling because she said her, I don't remember, but she said her god or her her our the, her friend um, told her, you know, like Gloria's like today she's just in such a bad mood. You know, she's fighting with the twins. You know, because um, it was just me and my sisters, and you know it was hard for them. They were nine. You know, um, we didn't really have like. My mom, you know, she was so worried, so busy. Right. They never got like a sit down, like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. We can't find her. Like, you know, they didn't have that. Um, yeah. They they have the they're um they we've talked you know we've talked about it like as sisters. And they told me it's so sad. <laughs> they told me that um, they found out no one had told them and they were they felt something was wrong. Um, and my brother was with my cousins at my aunt's house. In, in this room, they had a computer room, and they kind of just like peeked in, you know, like little kids peeking into the room they weren't allowed in. They peeked in and they saw their sister's face on a missing persons flyer. Mm-hmm. And they had to come like to know like what ha- what was happening by themselves, you know, nine-year-olds, nine-year-olds so talking with each other, you know, saying like, okay, well, we think this is what's going on. It's a lot for young for young children and for you at that age too. I mean, not to mention obviously they were nine, but you were only eleven. I can't imagine having to handle all that. And um, did they tell when they confirmed that it was Patty? Nos habló, le habló al padre porque ellos el detective no quería darme la noticia. Le pidieron al padre que fuera. Nos citaron. Yo cuando vi al padre llegar a um, the detective called Father Jason Tyler, he called Father Tyler. Who was pastor at St. Edward at the time. Yeah, he was, um, yeah. Um, and the detective called him first, because the detective, I guess, he had gotten, you know, attached to, you know, my mom talking to him, because my mom would talk to him and, you know, tell him, like, please, like, please, like, don't do us less, because, you know, you know, crazy stuff happens she would tell him like we're hispanic like don't do us any less than you would do someone else you know you first like someone that was white that was yeah missing. and mm-hmm. she was like you know we're not from here but you, like my mom's like i'm not from here but my daughter is you know please help us you know don't don't forget don't not do anything just because she's different and um i guess he had gotten very attached to you know the case um to just like the family i guess and he i guess they, he got the results back that it was her and he he called Father Tyler and he told him like, hey, I, I can't I can't tell her I can't tell her, and he asked Father Tyler to tell my mom. Pero el padre tampoco quería porque decía que él no estaba preparado para decirme esas palabras, pero sí nos reunió donde nos nos reunimos todos ahí y fue cuando dio la noticia que era ella. Yeah, you know, Father Tyler didn't even want to either. He was like, I, I can't do that either. I'm not prepared to do something like that today. He's like, I can't do that. Um, and But I guess he, he just took the... He just Kind of took the took the responsibility yeah, on Yeah, he was so. like, okay, well... He was like, well, it's, it's going to come from one of us. She was like, I'd rather it be me, you know. Yeah. 
Um, Do you remember what he said to you? What Father Tyler said? Me dijo que ya tenían los resultados del ADN. Y me miró a la cara y me... Me abrazó, me dijo que era padre. He just told her, you know, it was hard for him to even think of what to say. He told her they got the DNA results, that's all he said. And he just, that's all he said, you know, they got the DNA results. And he just gave her a hug. And, you know, she knew, she knew automatically. Um, they just, you know, they both just started crying. He, he just hugged her and he told her, like, you know, finally, while they were hugging, he finally said the words, you know, it was Patty, it was her. Um, and that's really all, all he could say. Mm-hmm. I know that this is, you know, even 10 years later, you know, you can tell with the tears and just the emotion that this is, you know, so hard. And I'm sure, you know, remembering back to those moments are so, you know, tangible, unfortunately. Um, did they, when did they tell you that it was, that it was Patty? Um, that day, I mean, those days were just such a blur, you know, of all those days, just me and my sisters, you know, we were somewhere, we were just so just the environment changed. you know we weren't in our house we weren't at school we weren't we didn't know anything we were just kind of trying to make the best of it we were still kids you know we just we didn't know anything we weren't doing we weren't with my mom we weren't with my dad we weren't with my brother you know it was just weird um and I remember my sister's godmother she was like well like get dressed like we're gonna go with your mom and we're like we're gonna go with my mom like why are we gonna go with our mom because we knew my mom was busy you know my mom was looking for her um, and I remember we pulled in um, to my uncle's store where my mom was and there were so many people. I was like, why is there so many people? And you're like, why is everyone just not doing anything? Like everyone's just standing here. Um, and we just pulled in and we got out of the car. And I remember I saw my mom just sitting on this chair. She was just sitting on this chair. She just had her head down. Um, she wasn't even really crying anymore. She was just sitting there. She was just not doing anything. And, um, we, they were like, go, go give your mom a hug, like, go, go hug your mom. And I went and I hugged my mom, I was like, hey. And she just hugged me so hard, she just hugged me so hard, she wasn't letting me go. And she just told me, like, oh, they, they took her from us, like, she's gone. Um, and we just, my brother was there, we just all just had, we're just hugging each other, my sisters too, we were all just there. Mm-hmm. I just remember so many hugs, so many people. Right. Um, <laughs> My brother, he, like, almost fainted when he found out, you know, that was his, I mean, we were 11, my brother's, um, she was 20, my brother was 18, so they had, that was his best friend, you know, that was his, his big sister, but, you know, he'd call her her little sister, because she was so short, and he'd be like, oh, like, my sister, that was, they did everything, you know, they, so very close siblings. How... You know, we're talking 10 years later, and I know you mentioned the case is still open. It's not a solved case at this point. Have you gotten any updates from police in terms of leads, or are they still um, investigating? We, we go we go regularly, you know, to check up. You're like, oh, how is it going? How is it doing? You know? um, and they always tell us, you know, they, they try and reassure us, you know, it's an, it's an open case. Because, you know, we go a lot because we don't want them to just put it to the side and, you know, forget about it. We go a lot. And they show us, like, he, he shows us the boxes of files. You know, he's like, I can't show you anything in it, but here are her boxes. He's like, it's not put away in a in a file room. You know, it's here. And he tells us, you know, we, we go back and we look at it. We try new things. And, 
and he tells us that they do get leads sometimes, but that, you know, n- never ends up being anything. Um, and so they don't have any strong leads, you know, they get, I guess, you know, a few tips here and there, but they look into them and they never end up being anything. And it's got to be hard, so they can't really share much with you because it's open and, and not resolved. Yeah, they get leads, you know, like small, like tip, but it's never anything to, it's to the point, you know, we're going to go get someone, we're going to, there's this one specific person, it's never anything right. strong enough. You know, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, and, you know, obviously you continually go to the police station because, you know, to make sure that they are, you know, still at least remembering her. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk surrounding the national attention given to the murder and disappearance of Gabby Petito right now. So, and that's not to downplay Gabby's horrific situation, but there's been a lot of discussion about how people of color and various ethnicities are just not given near the publicity or attention as a white woman who goes missing. So, I guess what can you say about that given your own family's experience? I mean, do you think that's a fair distinction to, to point out? Um, I mean, yeah, not to downplay her case because it was crazy too, but yeah, we, we, we're like, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Tienes que ser menos porque somos hispanos. Yo pienso que sí, porque como otros casos, los le ponen mucho interés, yo creo porque nosotros somos hispanos y... Pero ella era americana, ella era de aquí una ciudadana americana también, digo. No sé por qué el caso tuvo muy... Se me hace que no trabajaron como tenían que trabajar. Yeah, I mean, we, we all feel that way, that it, it could, you know, you never know. You never know someone's intentions, you never know their how their mind works, so you never know if that is why, but it's always a probability just because we are Hispanic. Um, and, you know, you never know if, like, since we don't know anything, we don't know if they didn't start right away or if they thought, you know, she's just, like, just Porque didn't. Como ellos no buscaron las cámaras, ellos tuvieron que seguir, era un crimen muy horrible, ellos tenían que seguir, buscar alrededor, supuestamente estaban descompuestas las cámaras, pero a mí después me dijeron que podían, los semáforos tuvieron que captar qué carros entraron esa mañana ahí, a, a qué hora, a la hora que ella llegó, cuando ella entró y qué carros salieron por ese por esa lado de los semáforos, pero la policía como que no hizo. And we, they said, you know, all the cameras weren't working. Well, how are all the cameras not working? You know, it's, it's, it's hard to believe you know people later after after years passed they tell my mom like you needed to tell them to track her from all the cameras from her way home from home to, the, to school and then to see what and even if the one specifically in that entrance didn't work that parking lot that yeah you can see yeah, there's only two entrances to the Burger King. It's this side mm-hmm. and this side. And so both of them weren't working. That's what they said. That both lights weren't, the both camera lights were, light cameras weren't working that day. And then people would tell my mom, like, you know, they could have went, done the, the, the one before. It tracked every single car that could have probably went in there and then tracked all those cars to see where they went. Mm-hmm. And they just left it at the cameras weren't working. Um, well, you, you have that doubt, you know, like, what if it, what if we were a different skin color? And they were like, okay, no, we're going to track every single camera. Because people would tell my mom, like, you know, they could have tracked her every camera 
from when she left the house, you know, because then once she hits the main roads from the house, you know, she was going to show up on the camera somewhere. She was going to show up. Yeah. And they, they would tell her, you know, they could have tracked her from all the way home to school and then see where, see where they, the car just stops yeah. and then see where another car comes out of there, you know. Well, and especially, you know, now we're talking 10 years later. How confident are you today that her killer will be caught? Yo tengo fe y le pido yo a Dios que sí, pero a la vez pienso que no porque ya son 10 años y el asesino de mi hija anda libre. We hope so, you know, everyone hopes so. We still have that hope, you know, maybe one day, you know, maybe one day, you know, you pray, you ask, you just keep that that faith that it'll that it'll happen one day, but you know, then you, then that you know, the, the other feelings come in and they set in. You're like, well, it's been 10 years and you, you have that faith, but then you also have to be realistic. You know, you have to be like, well, it's been 10 years. If someone can live with it for 10 years, well, how long can they live with it? Um, and you know, we think, you know, like we think, you know, how could someone live with something like that? But then you think, how could, because we have, we feel like there's people that know something, you know, there's no way nobody knows anything. There's no way nobody saw her. It's a, if you go to that parking lot, even now at 8 a.m., college students still park there. You know, they added signs, you know, they add, after she passed away, they added signs in that parking lot, you know, park at your own risk. That's all they did. Um, but people still park there and there's no way no one saw her at 8 a.m. And there's no way nothing captured anything, you know, there's no way. So we just feel like more people, you know, you know, more people, maybe it was more than one person, maybe it was just one person, but we feel like more people know something mm -hmm. and people just aren't speaking up, you know, and, and, um, she knows that like, she understands that like, nothing's going to bring her back. You know, she understands that, but you know, like our whole family just needs that closure. You know, we don't, we don't know why, you know, we don't know like who did it. We don't know why they did it. There's, she, we know she couldn't have done anything to make someone do something so horrible to her. There's no way she could have hurt somebody that bad. Um, and you know, it's hard for us to still live like that. You know, my mom still drives her car. You know, my mom still drives Patty's car that she was driving that day. Um, and that we, I mean, we've, we've since then we've moved, but you know, at the time, whoever did that to her had her car keys, you know, it's hard because we were still living at the house, you know, we didn't know, you know, this person had a key to our house, this person had a key to our, to our car, you know, they knew things, you know, they had her phone, you know, they had, you know, our numbers, our address, you know, they knew everything. Um, and for a while it's so hard because, you know, at the beginning it got a lot of attention. Um, and and you know it's hard because you know um like we have the closure that she's not suffering somewhere she's not in pain somewhere but we still 
we we're still in pain you know we we still live every day scared you know my sisters my sister my younger sister she's um she goes to Euler, you know, she, she gets stressed out, you know, I can't find parking, I can't find parking, what am I going to do? Um, it's just something you live with every day, you know, if, like, if I'm in the car by myself and I see someone, you know, following me for, like, a suspiciously long time, I take an extra turn, you know, it's just, we shouldn't have to take extra precautions, like, it already changed our life so much, it, it shouldn't keep changing it more than it should, you know, yeah. just because, somebody can't speak up or somebody is afraid of their consequences of, of the consequences of their own actions you know um and my mom lives with that fear too she works she doesn't know like she gets like if we don't pick up the phone you know she gets nervous like what's going on like any small thing um she doesn't it's know everything's magnified yeah and especially now we're around the age that she was i'm 21 my sisters are 19 yeah. you know we're getting to that same age um so it's just even harder you know like they did this to her like who says they can't do it to us you know it's, it's that fear you live with every single day um how is how is your your faith you know looking back over these 10 years and experiencing something so horrible and traumatic how has your faith been impacted al principio estaba muy enojada con dios porque yo le decía a dios que porque me abandonó a mi hija porque no la ayudó si sí, ella siempre le sirvió ella siempre fue fiel a, a, su fe fue muy grande en ella al principio me alejé de, de la iglesia pero después creí que estaba mal porque Dios hasta ahorita Dios no me ha abandonado porque me ha dado fuerzas de seguir adelante y Dios me la regresó no como quería ese, ese domingo 16, pero Dios se apiadó de mi dolor y me la regresó y, y yo sigo con mucha fe pidiéndole a él que me ayude a no a sanar porque este dolor lo voy a tener hasta el día de mi muerte pero tratar de vivir una vida un poco normal en lo que cabe para mis hijas porque todavía me necesitan you know at the beginning you have kind of like a the crisis of faith like you know you you think like why why us why her you know she was such a strong believer she was always there and she would you know just talk to god she would tell him like you knew you knew this was gonna happen why couldn't you do anything you know you kind of have that that weird relationship with God at the time, you know, you're angry, you have so much anger, you're telling him, you know, why, why us, why her, like, um, why her specifically, you know, why couldn't it, you know, like, not wishing it on anyone else, but, you know, why did you, like, these bad people had bad intentions, you know, why did the person that was always there for you, always helping you out, even the week before, you know, doing so much for the church, you have that, that relationship where you're asking why, and you're just so angry, um, and she had that, that relationship where she just she was just angry she didn't want to go back she didn't want to be there you know she didn't want to go to church because she would just made her angry and she just had to take time you know and then she she started thinking you know i still have a lot to be thankful for you know i still have my three girls my son you know um and she just started to realize you know they still need me they're still young you know she and she just started going back you know she slowly started 
getting back into church, you know, going back and starting to be more thankful for everything. And she still thanks God, you know, like he, he took a lot away from her, but he's also giving her, you know, the strength to keep going. She was, she just still thought, you know, I have to be a mom. I still have to be a mom. I still have three young girls, you know, they still need me. And she just got back into it because she knew she's, you know, she still needed him. You know, she still needed him to guide her for us. You know, she still had a lot to live for. And, you know, for you, how did it impact your faith? I you mean, know, looking back in these 10 years, I mean, what is your faith life like today? I mean, it's kind of like the same path. You know, you're so angry at first. You're so young. You don't even really understand. And, you know, praying every single time you're in church, you know, it's hard that, you're, I, like after a while, you know, after a few years, I was like, I pray every single time I'm in church for these people to be found, and they still haven't been found. Like, what's going on, you know? Um, I didn't really have that stage at the beginning, you know? I didn't, like, she had it right at the beginning, you know? I didn't really have it back then. She was I, so young. Yeah, I didn't understand, but then as I started, like, growing up and understanding more and more, and, you know, they didn't really tell me a lot at first, um, but then, you know, I, I was... Um, the one that always had to, you know, do the interviews with my mom. I always had to, like, I... So, like, media interviews. Yeah, I always did that ever since I was younger. Um, So I had to talk about it. You know, I had to talk about it. I had to be more open. I had to, like, come to understand everything that was going on. And so once I got older, I started understanding just more. I started learning more. And then um, I just got more just frustrated, you know, praying every single time, like, please, like, help us find, like, like, I'll, God, I'll do this, you know, I'll do this, I'll do this, like, boring. Eso, no, 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 la va a devolver, pero yo, yo creo que al saber por qué le hicieron daño, por qué la mataron tan cruelmente, no me va a sanar, pero me va a tranquilizar de saber el por qué y quiénes fueron, por qué tanto daño hacia ella, matarla tan cruelmente. Yeah, I mean, we both understand that it's never going to bring her back, but we just want to know, you know, why? Why her? You know, why? What made someone do something so cruel to another person? Not just because it's her. Like, if it was anybody else, like, anybody would want to know why Why do that to somebody. And, and you know, like... Ella había ido, dile que ella había ido a Roma. Y vino siempre, hablaba, tengo sus santitos que trajo. Tuvo la, ¿cómo se llama? La San Pedro. Estuvo... Cada, cuando yo trabajaba con una señora que me dijo cuando ella regrese ella va a venir muy diferente cuando ella regresó me contaba me abría los versos me leía los folletitos y me enseñaba todas las historias todo lo de las santitos que anduvo ahí ella nomás hablaba de Dios y nos trajo unos rosarios y allá um, and she actually took a trip she went um, fue to su and she went, yeah, a year before everything happened, she took a trip, you know, she went to Vatican City, you know, she did all the sightseeing, all the, the you know, Catholic, Patty did. Yeah, Patty went yeah. to, uh, took a trip, and um, my mom worked with this lady, and they, she told her, like, hey, when your daughter comes back, she's going to come back, like, change, she's going she's gonna to be so into, you know, so much stuff, you know, she's going to have this insight that you don't have, and she came back, and my mom did see her change, you know, she had, like, this change of faith, she's always into it, but, you know, she just, she had learned so much, like things that she couldn't learn here. No estaba yo sentada y llegaba, mamá, sabías que esto pasó y que esto me me traía los folletitos de todo lo que me explicaba todo lo que les habían platicado en Roma. Yeah, she'd be my mom be sitting on the couch and she'd just come out of her room, she's like, hey, like, 
did you know St. St. Peter did this or this and St. Peter there is St. this and this and she yeah, just had like this interest that she had like she didn't have before she'd bring her little pamphlets she brought us all rosaries from the Vatican you know I still carry it in my car I carry it with me um she just had this this faith you know it's crazy um, yeah she just had like this crazy faith I mean it's, yeah. it's something to look up to you know like when I would think you know when I would have my my little stages where I'd just be like I don't even want to be here like I don't want to be I don't want to go to church like I pray you know like I told you I'd pray every single time for the same thing and it never happened and then you know looking back I'd always see the pictures of her like outside you know the Vatican outside this you know I just think of I was like okay well I can do it you know like it's just like a, something you know everyone looks up to their big sister and then um, me having to look up to, you know, pictures, you know, I didn't have anyone anymore, but I just had to remember how she was and you look up to her. And I want to kind of wrap up with just kind of this one final thought. What is Patty's legacy? What do you want people to remember most? Y la, la, la trataron, la recuerdan con mucho amor, con su sonrisa. La recuerdan mucho, mucha gente con una camarita porque ella siempre le gustaba andar sacando fotos. Y fue una persona que yo pienso que no, no se les va a olvidar su sonrisa, que era una persona muy, muy sencilla. Um, just as like a happy person, you know, everyone that, that met her, just... just quickly met her, met her from, like, you know, knew her for years, they all remember, you know, just a smile, you know, she was always so happy, she'd talk to anyone, you know, she'd make friends easily, um, people remember her, like, she loved taking pictures, she took pictures of everything, she took pictures, she always carried around this little camera, since, like, you know, back then, then. yeah, she right. carried a little, a little camera that she had gotten, she'd taking pictures, oh, like, let me, let's take a picture, let's take a picture of this, you know, she always wanted to take pictures, and, you know, we're glad for that now, because we have so many memories of her, um, but, yeah, just a happy person, you know, someone that always looked for the best, you know, she was always so optimistic, you know, she, she looked for the best in everything and everyone, too. Por eso creemos que hubo tanta gente ayudándonos en ese entonces, porque ella se ganó el cariño de mucha gente. And, you know, that's why we think, you know, so many people, you know, her funeral, her vigil, everything was so full. The parking lots were full. The, even when we were still looking for her, people that we hadn't talked to in years or people that we really didn't even know that well or people that we didn't know at all were there helping. And we think it was just because of her personality, not just because of the case and how crazy it was, too, but also because she had the a good personality. She was a good person. People tell us, like, you know, we, we could just tell she was a, a great person. We could just tell she was so nice. And... I guess her smile, just her personality just radiates from, from her smile, you know, everything. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you both for, you know, taking the time to talk with me. And I know this is not an easy conversation, but I'm so glad that we were able to, to talk about Patty and share a little bit about her life. And I just ask our viewers or our listeners rather that, you know, they just continue to pray for your family as you continue to grieve, um, her, her life. And just if, Anyone knows anything to, to reach out to police? Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you.